This is Purple Radio On Demand. A new coach, a new opening batsman, the same outcome. In a year that will be remembered for a match between England and New Zealand, the sooner England fans forget about this particular fixture, the better. Outplayed, outmaneuvered, and eventually humbled, England crashed to defeat by an innings and 65 runs in the first of a two-match test series against New Zealand at Mount Manganui. If you think this is too damning of an England side that just over four months ago were crowned champions of the world in one-day cricket, then think again. In the longer format of the game, 2019 has been one of the worst, certainly in my memory. England's sole series win against Ireland in a one-off match at Lords, a game they could have lost on numerous occasions. England have a captain who can't buy a run, a bowler bowling 10 mph below what he's capable of, and a batting lineup that can melt like cheese under a grill. This is, of course, the long-awaited return of Free Red Skumar, Purple Radio's cricket-dedicated podcast, and I am, of course, Adrian Waddy of returning to captain the team. Like England, though, we freshened up the side for the new season. Parry was just not making the contributions he needed to retain his place. In his stead, young talent Will Hobbs is in and makes his debut. Opposite me is the old campaigner, the ginger-haired Darren Stevens of Purple Radio, Ed Chambers. Good morning, boys. Wow, that was such a, that was one of your best monologues, I think, I can Thank ever you. remember. I've sat Thank and you. been taken away by many of the lyricism over the years, but that was also scathing, but very true. I'm sure we'll come on to it. Um, Absolutely, yes, I mean, uh, absolute pleasure to be called the gingerhead Darren Stevens. Um, yeah, I, 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 Darren I, I, Stevens over the summer made an unbelievable double century and got another yeah. year's contract. So, I got uh, another year contract. You, you made got you got a bit more hair than him as well. Uh, for the moment, yeah. For the moment, <laughs> we've, we've, we've we've been there before. and We'll probably come back to it over the year. <laughs> I think. Hobbs, Hello. how are we doing? Well, I'm a bit sweaty after that intro. Oh know. no, I know. Fine same, tingling. Same. Yeah, not too same. bad. Good to see Chambers turn up this morning. Um, had a bit of a faux pas. Yesterday, trying to record this podcast and nowhere to be seen. Um, Makes a nice change, doesn't it? Unfortunately. Um, well, yeah. The lesser spotted in Chambers. <laughs> Although he was spotted in Jimmy's last night, apparently. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Hobson, what's, what's your cricket experience? What are you bringing to the free red table? What am I bringing? Oh, I, don't I mean, I, I've been blown away by this summer, clearly. So I'm just in awe of this. This concept that is England cricket at the moment. I mean, I've grown up recently. say three red yeah. The concept uh, well, that is England cricket. It is a concept, isn't it? It's a very complex one because on the one hand, you've got a, an, an all-conquering aspect to it where they've, they've blown the world away in a way that England teams historically in my lifetime have really struggled to do. So there's, there's, a, there's an original aspect to this, to this England setup. At the same time, there is the aspect of test cricket which is entirely different story. And we've seen, as you've mentioned, a, a winless 2019 pretty much in the longer format of the game. Um, so it really fascinates me this how, how on one end we can be talking about such awe-striking cricket and on the other hand lamenting it so ruthlessly and, and both seem fitting to this one construct which which is, is like nothing else in sport. So I'm really excited to be digging into this at the moment. What an opening salvo from Hobbs there. So I mean, we said <laughs> that earlier. I mean, I mean, the, the one bit of experience that Will didn't mention, which is, in fact, invaluable experience as far as I'm concerned, is Will and I first met at the uh, the Freshers' Fair. Well, it was over a month and a half mm-hmm, ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, you know, I was with all the Freshers, like, just sort of trying to get them to come and sign up for Purple Radio. And I spied Will and I was just, uh, you know, having a chat with him and asking him, you know, are you interested in sport? He said, yeah, I'm really interested in sport. I said, yeah, well, we do, like, 
you know, a live show, sports feed, and we do podcasts. He said, and Will turns to me and he went, oh yeah, it's called Three Reds Kumar. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You're in. You're in. <laughs> this man knows his stuff. He'd already listened to the podcast. I've kept it quiet. I've been a long term fan of this. Oh, <laughs> look at this. Well, now he's made the cut. The debut, as, uh, as Model of Bickley reminded us of. Uh, yes, uh, I must admit, a lot of what you said, Adrian, is this the worst in, in your memory? What, what does your memory go back to then, would you say? Oh, uh, 04. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. You were really primed then. No, I was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... But, but born playing cricket, you know, I was. But I think at the same time, I mean... Oh. I mean, it, 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 it's easy to be scathing. But on the other hand, I suppose we could start with, well, New Zealand are second in the world in test cricket. So in a way, you know, should we not... Should we, as England fans, are we expecting a little bit too much every time England go away and play in test cricket? Or at home. Well, I mean, I thought it was interesting on this one. I mean, I didn't. I, for starters, I mean, I think what was what again? What was striking is the fact that really, so many times we've sat here and we've said, "Oh, England batting collapse, yeah. batting collapse." Yeah. I don't really see a batting collapse. I mean, sure, there was kind of one. They were two seven seven for four, I believe, and then they were all out for three five three, from memory. Yeah. There was no real collapse as, as such. There was no, you know, sub 150. 440 for four. There was no, there's no effort like in the first innings at Headingley at the, at, the, at the Ashes this summer. But what there was, and there, this has happened before, and it did happen actually at Edgebaston, is when sort of four wickets get down, four or five wickets get down, huge, huge partnerships seem to emerge. I mean, England bowlers yeah. just cannot seem to get through the middle order in, yeah. the same way that they, in the way that they need to. 261 for Watling and Santner as a partnership is just for the eighth extraordinary. Wicket. I mean, uh, the largest is it the largest in well, largest New Zealand I've ever had, but yeah. it's one of the, it's up there for the largest ever. I mean, and, and that's we're not England are not ruthless enough in the middle order, and that's it's it happened at Edgebaston when you had like Matthew Wade making a century, and I'm sure Smith was at the other end doing yeah. what he does best, but there, were, there was a lack a loss of ideas. Archer looked. Mm, well off the pace yeah. and he eventually got the wicket on Watling but for, for so many so many overs running in not really creating anything there's, there's the big problem and then that's mm. the game lost completely and it is very difficult to bat in the last innings of a game on the last day of a pitch Mitchell sat in the bowling very well takes three wickets before um, the close of play on day four very difficult well, so England put themselves in a really tough yeah. position because they couldn't take those wickets yeah. Uh, same thing I mean, we, we talked about it a bit on Sunday um, West Indies that tour Jason Holder double century yeah, Shane yeah. Dowrich really made in 100 exactly the same scenario where you see England bowlers getting inroads and then tiring and it's a worrying sign that these players who have no real test pedigree especially Holder and, and Dowrich well, maybe they do BJ Watling averages 40 but he's never scored a test double 100 well, we, we see, we, never scored a maiden unbelievable we're seeing players who playing out of their skin against an England side consistently in, in this period of a game which is really troubling away from home and something that in Australia if, if that's the next big project you can't tire in Australia um, especially with Joffre Archer you brought in Joffre Archer you brought in the talisman the X Factor and he's bowling 80 miles an hour England are I making mean, no bones Archer's not really looked I mean I was <coughs> I was there at Lords for, the, uh, for, his, for his debut in the old boxes uh, working a good year. <laughs> Um, what a surprise! But, um, <laughs> no, I don't think it should be mocked. I think it's a very admirable thing I do, and I did a, provide a fantastic service, and it can be yours for <laughs> ten grand. Um, 
Probably, I don't know how much. I'll just dig it. deep in my back pocket. Castle, I've, come, I've, come no, along. I've, no, I've if no, you're an Aiden's, probably I've, not. Honestly, no, I know how much you pay for it. I know they pay me seven fifty an hour anyway. But he was bowling. I mean, the intimidation factor mm. in that game yeah. was insane. I mean, the way that the crowd was getting behind him. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, since Headingley, I mean, Headingley turned up in his first spell and he was doing exactly that. And he's looked, do, do we think he's I don't a, really know what's going on there. Do we think he's a moody cricketer? Is he one of those guys who needs to find a way of getting himself up for a match? Otherwise, he's just a bit meh. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I, but then I, why, if you can bowl 93, 94, 95 MPH, why don't you do that all the time? I think, I personally think he's, it's like he's got this sort of insane arsenal, like a wicked arsenal, mm. and he just doesn't know how to use it. And so in experience, a bit of nervousness, I think there's a bit in his mind we're just going, hmm, I've got to, don't want to overdo it a little bit. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. with someone bowling that fast, I think that's a, that's a, that's a consideration. When I can't really understand it though, I must admit. I don't, I don't think it's, I mean, God, It's I'm a bit critical, isn't it? it? It's something, potentially, there's a wider thing with, with England cricket in general, where, you know, it's, it's very easy, they win a World Cup, and then in the Ashes, they're, they're, they're down in, in the early test, they lose the first test. And Michael Vaughan is straight on that, saying this is a disaster, disastrous England side. Are we expecting too much from England cricket? Because we, we look at the, the great test years, the years of Strauss, Bell, Kevin Peterson, that sort of era. Um, and, and then they go to the, the, the one day World Cup and they're nowhere. Mm. 2015, disaster. Same with the rugby that year, disastrous World Cups. Andrew Strauss comes in, ECB, right, we're going to focus on this one white ball cricket and we're going to get this as good as we can get it. Complete transformation that four years. England, undeniably the best side in that form of the game. Is it too much to say, well, fine, yeah, we can go to number one in the world in this and then still bring up the, these, these test credentials? Because for me, it's just so unrealistic. There's no way that you can uphold both to a world-class degree of quality. I, feel I just feel with Jofra Archer... Well, I mean, do they came second in the World Cup and the they, second in the world in Test cricket? I mean, let's be fair. This was this was this was an, an annihilation. I mean, that, that New Zealand was so. Uh, also, let's here. be fair. The, the England in that four-year period of the World Cup, yes, it was tight in the World Cup, but England dominated ODI yeah. cricket. New Zealand, no one was expecting them to get to the final. But what I mean with with England cricket and potentially with Jofra Arch coming back to him, yeah. are you are you seeing a player who's actually brought, being brought in, dominated a World Cup, coming to the Ashes on fire? And then he said one or two games where he just hasn't been a part of it. Are we expecting too much from this kid? Every time we talk about Joffre Archer, we analyse his effortless technique. But is it too much for this guy to come in? And bowl? We, we, no other England bowler comes in and bowls 90 miles an hour. We can, we're not used to analysing someone who can mm. do this. Is it a bit unfair to say, come in and steam in every time? Are we expecting a bit too much from him? But I do admit that I it, it is scary, his sort of lapses in, in one or I, two matches. I think he's been used... Incorrectly by Joe Root. Okay. And so at the times in that match, he was running in basically just to bowl bouncers at Mitchell Santner with three men out on the rope. <clears throat> he's better than that, I would say. We know he's better than that. You know, get him, get Mitchell Santner caught in the slips. Be done with it. Bowl top of Austin. Why are you bothering trying to bowl bouncers at a guy who doesn't pull a hook? It's stuff mm-hmm. like that, which, you know, <clears throat> there's part of me that says, oh, well, you know, back in the day, Australia used to use Mitchell Stark as this kind of enforcer and we're trying to use Archer for the same purpose well I don't know I don't mean that's the right purpose Archer can just bowl top of Austin and he will get wickets he doesn't need to go searching I, I agree with that I mean whenever Joffrey Archer gets interviewed he's always very adamant that he's a skillful bowler yeah. first and foremost he's not someone who runs in and bowls quickly he's a very skillful 
swing bowler who happens to bowl five mile an hour quicker than anyone else. So I do agree with that. Um, and, and maybe that is what we're talking about. Joe Root has never had this in his arm route before. So it's going to take time. You, you can't just bring someone in and go, right, mm. I'm going to use him like this, this and this. It's going to work perfectly. Now give Joe Root some time here. Joe Root needs to know how to work this, this new weapon in, it, in his armory um, because it is a, a fiery one, but it's also one that you need to manage. And clearly man manage as well. I mean, that's what we're talking about, isn't it? Mm. There is some mm. sort of psychological yeah. barrier for Archer that he's not performing consistently every game. There, he, He's either brilliant or there are times when he's not awful, but he just performs within <clears throat> himself. Because we expect so much better from him. Absolutely. I mean, bringing it back now to the point you just made, basically, is Joe Root. I mean, he's had time. His batting as captain is... His batting average is not, not, not where he would want to be, not where England fans wanted to be. I think it's about 39 as opposed to 52 when he's not captain. It's, it's an issue that keeps coming up. You know, we've, had, we've changed the coach... Perhaps the England England management thought this would this would change change things, and they want to keep you know the captaincy stable. They want a stable pair of hands who, who knows what he's doing. But Joe Root, are, are we seeing? I, I, the issue is for me is that there's no one else really to take the reins. But is he the I right mean, man for the job? Yeah, I mean, no is the answer to me. I, mean, I, I, I don't think he is. Um, Butler's always seen more of a captain than Root has to me, yeah. just in terms of leadership material. Uh, yeah, I think I think England cricket are probably in terms of the test side. I mean, I actually liked when I looked at the the lineup. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked the balance of it. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. much better balance than than the team that started the Ashes. Agreed. Um, particularly, uh, Roy. I mean, I, I feel the, the legacy of that summer really was Roy was just talk about someone being misused. I mean, the idea that I mean you, you, the signs were there in the World Cup final when yeah. all of a sudden Roy was confronted with a moving pitch and then he was expected to go and face like. Opening bats, opening bowlers in, in Test cricket is always going to end that way. So I think the balance of the team with uh, the, the introduction of Sibley was very good. Very good. Yeah. Denley at three worked very nicely, and yeah. Root was actually in the position. And I think actually, um, looking forward, maybe if that that team spends some time together, I think Root will. I think Root will inevitably score some runs. I think he is a talented player, but he is out of. Nick, he's out of confidence. He's been out of form for a long time as well from an England perspective. He has for a while, yeah, for, for, from an England perspective. In terms of the leadership side of things, yeah, I think that's something that, particularly in the field, we struggle with. Mm. I think, um, and I think that's, I think that's the, the, point, the point I make, is that, the, to me, when we got Williamson out, I thought, right, okay, let's get these guys out for under 300. Yeah. 197 for five, New Zealand were at one point. Yeah. And, and 615 for nine. Yeah, and they had to declare and yeah. then, and, that's, and then you know England get to that point where they go past about four fifty, and they're like, "Well, we better wait for Duke declaration now." And there's a sort of there's, a, there's and it seemed it was exactly the same. I remember watching the the Edge Baston second innings. It's exactly the same. I mean, England look, they, look, they looked like they were waiting for a declaration. They were completely passive, and yeah. and, and at periods, Flat. England in the field have been passive, and I think that's the big thing. Yeah, that some, I don't know how it changes. I don't know whether it's leadership, whether it's sort of motivation, mm-hmm. bowlers not being creative, having better ideas. I mean, Curran comes in, mm-hmm. took some important wickets maybe in the, uh, early on, but there, there wasn't the same in the middle overs. We stick with, in, in, sorry, not in the middle overs, not, not one day, but in, in those <laughs> middle wickets, England are not clinical enough. And that makes a massive difference when you, when you put up 197 for five versus 615 for nine. It's extraordinary. I mean, I completely agree. I think. With this series, you're looking at it in context, the, the Test Championship hasn't started, has it? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it has, so but this the, is not part of it. That's okay. So the Ashes is part of it. Yeah. This, this, this initial series is not. Yeah. Okay. 
on a general, on a, on a more broader note, this this project now for Joe Root seems to be we're building a side that can win away, win in Australia. And me and Ed spoke about this slightly on, on Sunday. We we clashed a little bit about it. Um, it was quite interesting. But runs in general for England. Do you think this is my question that England scored three fifty and went, okay, this is decent. We're right with this. This is a good score. We can go out and work with this. Because it showed that the six hundred. They, they got blown away. And, and, and something that's been, been brought up earlier on Purple Radio that I've listened to because yeah. I'm an avid, beautiful <laughs> supporter of Thuro Kumar uh, <laughs> is that England series at home have no bearing on how England are going to perform away. Correct. And vice versa. Yeah. And it feels like when England play at home, or when any side plays in England, England's batting failures are masked because every side struggles with the moving ball. Yeah. England have great bowlers to exploit that and therefore England edge it on the bad batting sort of And they're axis. best at bowling. 100%. But both sides, don't, neither side scores big scores and therefore England slightly edge it with their swing bowlers. You go away from home, you need runs. <laughs> I, I think England, England didn't, didn't understand how many runs they needed on that no. wicket. And I don't think they have for a while because you look at England, England away from home and you look at what the great victories for England. So you look at that Ashes 10-11, Alistair Cook. Averages 150 plus. Yeah. Um, in that great side, you've got Bell averaging above 40. You've got Pryor, Peterson, Strauss, Trot, all averaging above 40. This England side at the moment has Joe Root, who averages above 40. The next best is Ben Stokes. Eight test centuries, averages 38. Josh Butler averages 36. India have four players who average over 40. Really Australia have four. New Zealand have four. And, and England play in England. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it just strikes me that great series wins away from home need big runs. Where are the runs coming from in this England side? You've got Joe Root, who's a specialist batsman who scored one century this year. Yeah. It just struggles. It just really strikes me that heavy runs in a first innings, England don't have the ability in a first innings to take the game away from a team, which other sides clearly do. And you need that in a context of an away game in a home match it just marks because no one can bat in England so that's fine in away games you need the ability to take the game away from opposition with heavyweight runs do you see heavyweight runs in that England side if you don't have that you are capped away from home and I really do believe that that is the crux of a limitation for England cricket away from home do they score heavy heavy runs and where are they coming from in that side Mm, that's a really good point I mean um, actually I'm going to Going to ask you what the what uh, England's team was in the first Test match against New Zealand uh, when they last won in New Zealand, which was in two thousand and eight. So it's eleven years since England last won in New Zealand, and uh, I want you two guys to uh, to tell me what the team was. Strauss, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's one of them. Cook as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although interestingly, Strauss batted pretty. Back in the day. Mm, okay. So you're looking wow. for an opener. Okay. <laughs> oh. Well, that's actually that's, that's yeah. A good, that's, that's a, a, a curveball. <sighs> oh, Peterson. Peterson is your number four. Collingwood's number five. Six. Okay. It's got to be in Bella, isn't it? Or Ravi Bopar is not inside, is he? No. No. Anderson Broad. 
Neither of them no. getting a team. Woo. Panasar. Panasar in there. Swan. Panasar is in the team. No Swan. No Swan but Panasar. <coughs> you're looking for an opener, you're looking for number five. got to get a wicket keeper in here. Because I'm not going to just think it was Mitchell Scotty. It wouldn't have been Scotty. No, he's retired by then. Matt Pryor was the wicket keeper. Nope. Oh dear. Geraint Jones then? Nope. Chris Reid? Nope. Oh my word. Oh dear. It's a toughie. He only, no, like, he, only survived, he only survived about a year, this keeper. In fact, he still plays cricket. No. He still plays cricket. For one of the counties. Mm, okay. Oh dear. Been <laughs> <laughs> dear. <laughs> dear, boys. This is real exploitation. It's, it's, hard, it's harder than you think. None, none of the 11 in this team play now. Side bottom. In the England team. Side bottom is in the team. Good. That's a good shout. That's, That's a, good a very shout. good shout, that. You're looking for two extra pacemen. Two ex-basemen and number five and an opener. And a wicketkeeper. Flintoff? Nope. No Flintoff? No Flintoff. Oh, Harmson? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, there's your pace attack. There you go. Whoa. There's, there's your there pace he is. Steaming <laughs> um, in. Off his long run. That's how Chambers is coming from now. Suddenly. His long run. I don't know. Flintoff just suddenly hit the switch. Um, <sighs> we're looking for an opener. And an opener. An opener. This is really, See, yeah, I mean, this is really I embarrassing. I James Foster, though. I don't know. It's no, 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 no. It's not Chris Reed. I mean, you mentioned Pryor. the number five already. Paul Collingwood. Ian Bell. Ian Bell. Okay. Ian Bell. Oh, I thought we had it, obviously. No, we had no. Okay. So we've got an opener and a keeper. Oh, my word. <laughs> still counts. Still accounts as cricketer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the opener retired from all forms? Uh, Must have done. I don't know if he's actually ever said he's retired from international cricket. <laughs> but he's just not going to be selected again. Okay. <laughs> One of those. So he's still, still playing cricket. Yeah, still playing cricket. Still playing. I don't know. Midlands. Okay. Midlands. Okay. Fine. Yeah. He's not on TV, is he? No, 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 no. The keeper. No, the opener. Oh, the opener. The opening batsman has retired from all forms of cricket. Okay. He is on TV. Uh, Rob Key. No, no, no. I would say he's more on radio. He's more on radio. Ramper Cash. No. Stuart. No, nope. what am I talking about? Oh, oh dear. Um, it's also the captain. He was the captain of that side. Yeah. What are you saying? It's Michael Vaughan. Open the back. Michael Vaughan. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Fair, okay. Yeah. Fair. That's curveball. That's really thrilling. That's really a curveball. Right, okay. Yeah, Vaughan. And Tim Ambrose is your wicketkeeper. Ambrose. Warwickshire. Ambrose. Oh, I know. You I kick yourself when you hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a better, I've seen better performances there, boys. But oh. it is tough. And in fact, this was this was the match. England played really badly, got completely thrashed, uh, which meant that Harmson. That that side got thrashed yeah, slightly which, out of my sort of remit meant, in terms of games I would have watched. Which meant Harmson and Hoggard got ditched, and Broad and Anderson came in. And, and then Harmson got brought back during yeah. 2009. Yeah. Just, yeah. So when was that game? That was 2008. Yeah, see, I got Sky at the end, the beginning of 2009. Right? <laughs> that's March, when, that's he when, knows the day. What when day was it? That's when the dream began. That's when yeah. I started watching it, you know. March 2008. So Broad is the only survivor from that squad. No, I said, like, I got yeah. it for the 2008 Ryder Cup, and that was it. And yeah. my love for this kind Where of stuff started. Where was that? At, um, Valhalla in uh, Kentucky. Did uh, America win? Yeah, America won that one. Yeah. I only remember... It wasn't, um, wasn't working the Tender Village that time. That was... I only remember to come. my first Ryder Cup I remember was 2010 yeah. Celtic man I went to that one Yeah. this is a nice digression but yeah I went to that one absolute bog 
But uh, yeah, no, that was that was slightly out of my remit, listeners. That was a poor performance from me. Um, yeah, but, you know. I think the effects of Jimmy Allen's last night is still <laughs> resonating. Mean, I'd love to be able to attribute it to that, but it's just a lack of knowledge, really, generally. And a bit, a bit slow this morning. Apologies, Ambrose. I don't think I would have got for a while. So no, well, well, I think I think that's right. Uh, I don't know if any of you caught up on the highlights of that fifth day, but some of the dismissals. Were Ollie Pope's dismissal. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the bit. I mean, Adrian, Adrian has written a blog about this this podcast, and that is the dismissal that I saw you pick out the most. The Ollie Pope one, I think. Yeah. I can't believe it. Great catch, by the way. Yeah, but how do you slam a wide floaty full tossed cover? I will never he didn't know. Slam it. He just lunged at it, didn't he? It didn't look like he was looking. Um, yeah, it just sort of summed up the the day. Really, it was just sort of snuffed out England's efforts. Really, um, just. Just a plateau of everything, of technique, of energy. They they looked tired in England, didn't they? The bowlers they did. looked tired. They did. The batsmen lacked. And the worrying thing for me, discipline, um, is is the fact that they looked so tired, despite the fact this is the first match of quite a long winter, mm. couple of tours. I mean, they, they finish in New Zealand and then go off to South Africa, which is a huge mm. series. That is a big series. When does where does Jimmy Anderson come in? On this South top? Africa. In South Africa. In South Africa. So he's going out in a bowling camp. Um, in especially bowling camp in South Africa okay. next week ahead of the 26th of December I think is the first test match is he going to be out do you think I think he's going to be fine mm. I'm hoping so but but to be honest I think if he if he if he fails fails this time on that tour I think he probably will retire mm. I think we're nearing the end and we, when you look abroad I mean wicketless wicketless in the test match uh, he obviously yeah. had a really good summer, but you know New Zealand have several yeah, well, I thought, I several left-handers. He, he had he had the he had the um, the <coughs> wool over Warner's eyes, yes. and I think that kind of masked a few things for Broad as well. I don't think he was nearly as dangerous. When I was watching him, I was thinking I'm, I'm less convinced he was going to take wickets than he was previously. Would, would you pick him on tomorrow? Tomorrow evening. Tomorrow evening is the next match for us. Would you pick him? Yeah. Who, who else do you pick? Sack my mood for Lancashire. No. no. Why not? Um, Would you make changes? You don't no, drop no, no, Stuart no. Broad after one no. dodgy game. But this is not part of the, my my reasoning. Would be this is not part of the World Test Championship. So in a way, if you've taken the likes of Matty Parkinson and Saki Mahmood out to New Zealand, why don't you play them? Because there's a real chance that in two years' time, imagine Stuart Broad breaks down at the Gabba. They have to come in for the second Ashes Test. They've had no experience before. You've got a hundred thousand baying Australians. I mean, I would just play them. Give them give them a test. I mean, I know you're devaluing the cap or the shirt or whatever, mm. but you've got to make sure that these guys have had a bit of experience if you're going to call them in the Ashes in two years' time in Australia. Yeah. Which is the hardest tour around. I mean, no sugarcoating it. To, to end up playing your first match in Australia would be frightening. Yeah. I mean, that's what Australia had in this Ashes. They had fast bowlers they could rotate. <clears throat> Mitchell Stark sat mm. out half the Ashes. I know. <laughs> is, <laughs> that, is that not the worrying thing? Taking that rotation of Patterson... Stark, you don't, you don't need to play. I mean, we're no, we're nowhere near their level at the moment. Australia. Do you think? Nowhere near. In terms of Test cricket, I think they're streets ahead. I mean, I mean, the the notion of Labuschagne and Smith in the middle order should be scaring Ooh. everybody in world cricket massively, because those guys are and David Warner in Australia. Well, yeah, because he's a flat track bull in Australia. Yeah, that's what yeah, it's yeah. proven. But I mean, Labuschagne and Smith around the world. I mean. I'll put, my, I'll put my card down now. You'll, you'll never, have to, never have to come back to it because the Test Championship finishes in, what, 2022 or something. But mm. uh, Australia definitely win it. <clears throat> we'll get Chambers back in 2022. We'll, we'll have a 
Definitely, because reunite the way. I mean, Labuschagne. I know we're going to come on to it, but he scored 180 odd, like against Pakistan. And I mean, I, the only thing I'd say about your uh, will, your point about big runs is that wasn't the reason England lost that game. Sure, I, I agree with you. I don't think England scored enough runs, but the fact that they lost the game, they had, they were in a position. I mean, 350 was adequate. 197 for five. No, 197 for five was a good position. That's right, so they it. just didn't, they just didn't follow it through. And England would have won that game if probably if they'd have got the rest of those wickets out for the next sort of, with sort of 70 I runs. certainly agree with that but at this stage looking to an Ashes series yeah. there's not enough runs to, to have off. a hope We're to have a hope off. we are way off winning an Ashes series yeah. I mean so far I mean I think if you think of the teams that have gone out more recently and been blown away I mean this team is behind that and me. you think you think about I think so well you know for the first time since 2000, 2001 England failed to win a home Ashes series which just shows how far how far away they are from winning away in Australia. Mm. Um, I mean, you talk about the Australia team, and they obviously played uh, Pakistan uh, last week, almost simultaneously with England against New Zealand. I mean, it really was. You know, if you're doing late night essays at university, what a what a week it was! Uh, what a week this was. I mean, is there a better time than ten o'clock in the evening? The cricket comes on. You've got the first session sorted till midnight, mm. and then if you're going into the the wee small hours, then good on you. That's all I can say. <laughs> and then if you get bored during during the lunch in the England New Zealand game, you can just flip over to Australia Pakistan. Mm. It was it was perfect. Mm. How did the essay go after it though? Uh, I'll let you know in two weeks time yeah, yeah. when the feedback comes back in, mm. and uh, they'll say, uh, <coughs> why why are there so many mentions to cricket during during your essay? <laughs> Absolutely, no. It's a, it's a yeah, it's a strange type of cricket. But I'm pleased that Ben Stokes got the nod for Sports Personality of the Year as well. By the way, I think I it's important recognition. Up. Important recognition. I mean, he has to win it. I Is he going to walk it? He has to, oh, doesn't he? Has to, he has to. Yeah, he's going to be in Aberdeen for it. He tweeted about it, so he has to win it. Has to win it. Is he actually going to win it? Yeah, he's going to be there for it. Oh, he I said, thought, "I thought you were going to do the Andy Murray kind of." Andy Miami. Murray won it three times. I don't think from he was there once. And every time, Lennox Lewis hands it over to. Him. So mm. Out in his little <coughs> his little training camp in Miami. Do you not think Archer should have been nominated as well? No. Six nominees. Six nominees. Yeah, they changed. I, th- it. I they thought changed there were more. Around. No, they changed. It used it to be like twelve. Used to, yeah. Used Basically, to be England weren't good enough at sport. Do you think of any of the England <laughs> rugby players as well? Where were they on that list? Well, where were they in the finals? Owen Farrell. <laughs> they didn't win anything. Didn't win anything in the entire yeah, year. Yeah, but now the Welsh captain, Alan Wynne Jones, is on it. Ah, uh, but he's, he's, he's representing Wales. Won a Grand Slam. Representing Wales, isn't he? Mm. Who cares about the Grand captain Slam? Captain Wales to a Grand Slam, and he broke the record for Test caps. It's pretty good. Anyway, yeah. should we talk about Australia, Pakistan? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that because so Warner's had an absolute stinker of an Ashes series where he couldn't, didn't know which end of the bat to hold, and then mm. he, he arrives back in Australia and just bashes a hundred. Yeah, just go, this is just classic Davy. Goes to I think twenty fifth Test hundred. Is that right? A lot more than Joe Root has. I mean, you just go really. David Warner's twenty fifth Test hundred. Mm. Unbelievable. Joe Root's got sixteen. Right. Yeah. I mean, what do we make of that? I mean, I, for me, he's just a flat track Australian bully. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he's one of those players. Use the word bully advisedly. I mean, I think the thing that was striking about the summer is the way that by the end of the series he just had this kind of level of humility in the fact that he knew he was going to get out. Yeah. I mean, he just sort of, he'd actually, I mean, it was, it was quite funny the way he was sort of laughing abroad, just just the way he was sticking his butt out, trying to get it. He could not get, I mean, it's it, it just horrific, horrific. 
if it was missing the edge, it was missing the edge by millimetres yeah. each time. Never got close to the middle of the bat. Yeah, I mean, he does well in Australia. It's not really news in that sense. I mean, it just, out the gabber, suits him down to the ground. And he's much more confident than he would be in Leeds or in Birmingham. And that just becomes a Under grey, cloudy skies. No, yeah, absolutely. He loves the sun. So it's, like, it's, it's, the, it's one of the things about... I mean, cricket that is so interesting, and as you said, you brought it up before, about only today, about how different venues. I don't think there's, there's fewer sports where different venues mm. make sure without the sort of crowd elements. Of it. Yeah, the crowd elements kind of is completely irrelevant almost in cricket. Is actually different venues around the world make such a difference. Yeah, it'd be humidity and temperature in other sports, but the conditions make such a difference. And Warner versus. Warner in England versus Warner Australia completely different uh, and, but Labuschagne I have to bring up because Labuschagne I mean that I mean Glamorgan have signed him for two more insane. years as well in, insane he's just he's a machine I mean if you actually analyse the way he's come into that side he came on as obviously the first concussion substitute in test cricket yeah in his, within his was it his first ball or his second ball where he got literally knocked on the helmet yeah like that and then to got it, straight back up yeah is it 750s you said, I think you said this on yeah. Sunday yeah. 750s his first games um, at first innings extraordinary and you know I thought Kawaja was playing alright actually in terms of how it was going on in the summer he's and he's just ditched. stepped it up so much so much and he's there for a long time like, oh he he's is. one of those guys that Smith and him are just there they're going to be around for the next five years just churning out at runs least, at least they just love cricket yeah. when, he come, when he came into the side they're just like this guy loves it just love batting. He's just hungry badger. for runs. Complete badger. It, 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 it strikes me as Smith and Labuschagne. Badger for runs. Yeah. yeah, they're just mentally they're just on a different league to to other players in the way they're obsessed with the game. I saw a Steve Smith article. He got four in the Test match. And he said he punishes himself when he doesn't score runs and rewards himself when he does. And that's, that's a pretty terrifying thought. But Steve Smith, I think Labuschagne is of that same mold where he just loved time in the middle. Yeah. I don't think you really see that. Certainly with England, it, within England cricket, time in the middle isn't something that wins you World Cups. Mm. Um, but it is something that makes you an absolute animal in the test arena. Which, and those two are on a, a, a sort of a different <coughs> level. And when you're talking about England and Australia, they just absolutely love it. You can't prize them away from the wicket because mm. of their love of being there. I think and it's I don't see that in an England team. Potentially something I've brought up before, but you know they always talk about... Oh, you know this particular player who stays behind after after training to do some more catches mm, etc mm, mm. Steve Smith bats for two hours in the nets because that's the yeah. length of a test match session and he will be fuming if he gets himself out mm. in that time Yeah, I mean that is what you call if you're going to be a better player then that's how you do it batting for two hours in the nets then he goes home and his wife feeds him balls on the bottom machine apparently have you that's heard about ridiculous. that? ridiculous no I haven't mm. God. he stays up at night sort of fidgeting and working out I was going to play. Did you see that interview with, with Nasser Hussain when Nasser was throwing balls to him at the start of the Ashes? No. He was talking about how he gets, sometimes doesn't sleep um, between days of test cricket, um, gets two, five or six hours sleep throughout a test match. Um, and, and, and Nasser said, are you, are you worrying? Are you nervous? And he said, no, they're all, they're all positive thoughts, mate. All positive. Um, because I he's, he's visualising visualizing <laughs> the bowlers. He said, how's he going to try and get me out? How am I going to score runs? How am I going to be there? And he, he just loves it. It's what makes him tick. He doesn't mm. need sleep. He doesn't need food. He needs runs annoying. and visualisation of runs. It's an obsession with runs that is just terrifying. 
It's an healthy obsession, but it's very healthy. And you saw in the Ashes when he, he left the ball. <coughs> he enjoys a leave as much as a cover drive. Oh, yeah. Or when a bowler beat him. I mean, that happened very rarely. But when they did, he would congratulate them and yeah. said, oh, well, I bowled that came in and left me. Yeah. And he just <laughs> takes delight out of cricket yeah. and out of Skills. the game. But it's just obscene. I only got four to, in this game, yeah. weirdly. I know. Which is just bizarre. Um, I mean, In Australia. Yeah, I know, yeah. Absolute um, failure. Maybe yeah. the challenge isn't great enough in Australia. Doesn't but it, but I, wasn't it? I, there was a, a sort of um, Australian like kind of, you don't call them counties, I suppose it's like no, states. States, states yeah. yeah. Um, where Warner and Smith were playing in the same team and I tweeted it on our, on our Twitter page, a sports feed on PR, um, where... He was. He was. Uh, Warner got a big score, and Smith was out for yeah. two. Bowled by a guy who's an American cricketer, I think. Oh, Plays for the American national team. That that's a lesser spotted breed, but it's bizarre. So I mean, that's but that is that is the that is the never-ending charm of cricket, is that it's redemption get, of failure. I mean, you can get lucky at the beginning of the innings, and you can go on and make the biggest score, and the other team feel like absolute. But for the whole rest think, of the innings watching you. I think cricket's the biggest game where you can, it's such a Marmite sport. Literally oh, one, one minute. So fine. One minute you must be hating it. Well, you do hate it. Yeah. And the next minute it's like, this is the best sport ever. I can do it the rest yeah. of my life. But I think that's the that's the, the eternal kind of thing which is the motivating factor for batsmen around yeah. four. Is the knowledge that having watched Smith play in the summer, literally the guy looks invincible. He comes back in Australia and he's not played that well at state level. No, he's just got, got out for four. That doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, having watched it, so I don't know. But it is fascinating for me. Labuschagne Smith, as you say, the hunger for it. I mean, and it's, it's, it's unparalleled, and it's so ability to score runs as well in any conditions. Yeah. and that's the big thing. Yeah, you say Warner's a good player. Well, no, he scores hundreds for fun in Australia. Smith has basically told England batsmen how to bat in England, and they really didn't look like getting out either. Both of them, no. Both Apart from that time when Leach had a no ball off, was it on? No, clearly that was the only, that was the only time it looked like getting out, <coughs> and he wasn't out. I mean, talking about uh, teams that are better than England in Test cricket, saw so India win their fourth consecutive match by innings and mm. some, which is a record. India yeah. in India, top top of the World Test Championships by miles. But they only, need, game. they only need three hundred and thirty to, to to win by an innings, though. I that know. was the thing I was saying to mm. Will at the weekend. The game where all a the good wickets attack also means a lot as well. <coughs> all the wickets fell to seam. Uh, which is almost unheard of in India. I mean, we always talk about the great Indian spinners. Have they got a pace attack as well now? Jasprit Boomerang. Amazing. Terrifying. Amazing. Unbelievable. Mm. I, I mean, uh, if, with Jofra Archer, maybe in the white ball cricket, I mean, this just shows about Jasprit Boomerang in, in all formats. If there was one person I'd have other than Jofra Archer to bowl that super over, it would be Jasprit Boomerang. Uh, he's he's oh, unbelievable, yeah. isn't he? That you've not got double figures. No. I think, I think I'd actually go for Boomerang over Archer. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, no, he's, no a one, he's a one person. No question. How on earth? I mean, it's, it's often a, a thing we talk about English cricket. His action is so unique. Yeah. You wouldn't see it in England. Yeah. It has the stutter, the stop, the start, the straight arm. But I do the straight arm watching comes it. Out. Oh, he's amazing, boy. I didn't. I ne- I've ne- must admit, it's one thing. Malinga, like great, clearly great cricketer, but never enjoyed watching no. that ang- ang- action at all aesthetically. Bumrah has a unique action. It looks quick as well. And it just looks cool. It's so it wide cool. on the crease and coming around that way. It's great to watch. And some of the some of the overs he bowled in the World Cup, I, I actually managed to watch some of the mm. test cricket. But you just, I mean, these guys are setting up. They needed some runs. And they just, there's no way you could accelerate against him. No. So accurate. So intimidating. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, India. I mean, I do think there's there's in terms of quality test teams. I mean, maybe it's because I'm taking more interest in that. Now. Well, it could be a potential. It's a lot out there. There's a lot out. Yeah, there's a lot out there, and there's a there are a lot of good teams um, at the moment. And I think there's very few series which you could look at and say, I know which way that's going to go. It's not mm. like that at all. There's a lot of spread of very good players, very good batsmen. I mean, people reel them off. Okay, Root's not in form at the moment, but you know, you look at Williamson, Coley, Smith, Abishan, um, Abishan, B.J. Watling, B.J. Watling. So he averages more than most England cricketers. Surprisingly good wicketkeeper batsman. One of the best and completely goes under the radar. Mm. When you talk about the likes of Gilchrist and Pryor, well, BJ Watling's getting there. Mitchell Satin is another one who's an absolute star, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Main hundred. I must admit, I was wickets. surprised it's taken him uh, that he hadn't had one before. Actually, yeah. that was yeah. And also that catch of Ollie Pope was a horrible shot. What a catch! He's a three-dimensional cricketer. Unbelievable. Yeah. And he looks very like he just doesn't. Look, His glasses. Yeah. What? Yeah, he just doesn't exude like. You, if you look at, look at him, you, think, you don't think, wow, he's going to be an incredible sportsman. And he's just so, like, reserved and nonchalant yeah. in the way he goes about it. And he's so talented. I mean, I don't mind losing to New Zealand as well because I just love them. I love New Zealand. Just love them. The coach is amazing. They're fantastic. I mean, you know, they just vibe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, With uh, cricket, is, is, we're going back to the start, how, how complex it is, how many facets there are. And if you could be unique, if you can have a unique point to you as a cricketer, that can go such a long way. With Steve Smith, he laughs orthodoxy in the face. Mm. Like he, he, the way he leaves a ball, it must, it just plays on the minds of bowlers because they're thinking about that technique. With Jasper Broomrod, that bowling action, some, no one's ever seen a bowling action like that before. That can set you apart. People can be set apart by the way they do things, and and then he goes back to Jack Leach and and Mitchell Santner. It, they're just brilliant, aren't they? Rock stars yeah. with their glasses, and and unique points in cricketers can make them world class they're just a little bit different in the way they do things it's fantastic um, especially with Boomerang and, and Steve Smith quite often the very best are the best because they just do things a very different way to other people mm. so turns tomorrow the Grand Holm is not playing Trent Bolt is not playing from a New Zealand point of view mm. I assume that means there's going to be a debut for Lockie Ferguson who also bowls very quickly yeah, um, I want to see his Movember tash. Mm, yeah. It must be bristling. It must be. New yeah. Zealand have got a battery of fast and he bowlers. Can grow on well. Mm. Yeah. I assume England are going to name their team later today or tomorrow. Be interesting to see who they go with. I expect a few changes because, in a way, as I said before, a few changes. A few changes. Do they make a few changes? I think batting wise changes. or bowling wise. I think bowling wise. You know, freshen it up. I mean, I think. I mean, to be fair, Denley. I think did not mention. Yeah. I think Denley's actually growing into the team yeah. pretty well. I mean, um, I don't. What would you found his found his right place? He's been thrown about a bit in this team. Um, See, I wouldn't. Stick, I stick with what you have at the moment. I wouldn't change with the batting because you need to get that fine tuned. Yeah, go get that sorted. And I, I think Sibley offers. Yeah, I look at him. I think yeah. You can, oh. I mean, he's got better technique than um, Keaton. He looks uh, ordered, uh, doesn't Jennings, he? Jennings, um, who was uh, maligned by Mr. Parry of sat in Will Hobbs' chair. That's right. Frequently <laughs> in, the, in the pod last year. But good I enough think, to I only think, bring yeah, the drinks. I think, he, I think he looks. I think he looks good. I don't think England just need to stop mucking around with 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 opening batsmen and give someone a period. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we all looked at the Ashes and we were like, "There's no future in this. Mm. This looks better. Let's stick. Let's stick with that lineup. Let's stick with that top four for the moment. Root's batting where he wants to bat. Yeah. Which you have to build a team around your best batsman. And if if he, if he is struggling at the moment. As we say, yeah, he's the best batsman. Let's he, be honest. He could, well, yeah, I mean, he could, we, we could well be sat here next week, and he could have scored hundred. 
I would give. Past I would get Parkinson in for Leach, just because he's a leg spinner. Mm-hmm. So he's always going to turn it on a flat deck. Yeah, I, I love. Do you like the spins. point about this match? If you're going to get new blood in, yeah. and you're going to build depth. Build it now. I would actually leave Archer out. I mean, in a funny kind of way, just just keep him for South Africa. You know, he has nothing to prove. Give him a mood again. It's about your priorities, isn't it? It is about priorities. Mm. Uh, but anyway, set set get 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 your coffee machines firing get your kettles on get the caffeine in well I mean there's nothing like a bit of industrial action in cricket to warm my week I, I mean, know no the, nine strikes, the strikes are on no I'm 9 a.m. a bit of a shame but you know I mean it means that I will actually be able to watch some proper cricket and, and enjoy it so every cloud no every 9 a.m. for me which means long evenings yeah. long nights yeah. lots of coffee yeah. following the cricket hoping they're going to win but we'll see yeah. tomorrow uh, that's us from Free Reds Kumar. That's all we've got time for today. Chambers has got to run. Don't know why. Because of industrial action. Does he still have a seminar? No, no. I've got, I'm doing sound design on a film. <sighs> He's got to get his Greggs as well. Hobson's got to run. I don't know where. Before 11 o'clock. Selling a bit of Greek this morning. A bit of Greek. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. He's got no okay. He's got no rugby match later. Uh, How the ancient, the ancient style or the, or the modern style? Oh, the, uh, the New Testament. Ah, wow, okay, there yeah. you go. That is deep. That the is original text. Good stuff. And uh, I'm just going to head off back into the, the cold, damp, miserable Durham air. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.